This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to HFC Chat, the podcast made by the fans for the fans. This episode is fair to say is probably our biggest one yet as we look ahead and preview this year's Vanarama National League playoff final against Torquay United at Ashton Gate. In a little while, we will be joined by two guests. But before we do bring them on, we will be looking back at how we have made Sunday's final by reviewing our 1-0 win over Stockport County, which you will take us through briefly, Jack. Yeah, you know, it's a game that many Pools fans will have bigged up because Stockport is a team that many would have said that the ones to beat and you know we have to be wary of that going into Sunday we have to make sure that you know we haven't played our cup final um, so to speak we have to make sure that we treat Torquay with the same respect and you know we go into that game on the back of two really positive wins including this Stockport game so I mean I think it's fair to say that Pools really did deserve to come away with the win and Stockport having a good chance early on through Paddy Madden but I think Pools seemed to manage the game more in the first half and just kept growing into it as the game went on a really professional performance in my opinion and you know that was reflected in the body language of DC when he was on the bench he didn't look bothered by the occasion he he looked very calm even when we were 1-0 up when Many Pools fans would have been extremely nervous. Personally, I don't think, you know, they really look like troubling us that much. Um, there was obviously a bit of danger, which I'll allude to from Richie Bennett, but that Oaks goal was taken really well. Um, you know, a great finish. The keeper perhaps should have done better, but take away nothing from Reese Oaks. You know, he, he's got us very far this season. He, he's been such a key signing, as we've, we've mentioned in previous podcasts and it was great to see him get the winning goal that's taken us to the final and then after that I think we just went back to managing the game having opened up a little bit and you know the calmness of the players and you know players like Gary Liddell. Timmy Odessina I thought had an incredible um, game you know I thought he really came on and dealt with the pressure well for a a younger player who's perhaps looked a bit wobbly 
um, earlier on in the playoffs and earlier on this, at different stages this season. But, you know, altogether, I thought the back line looked comfortable apart from that Richie Bennett chance, which, you know, I, I expected him to absolutely bury that, being the amazing header of the ball that he is. And part of me does think, and I've been talked to you about this, Davo, and to other people uh, when I was queuing the other night, I, I do have a feeling that, you know, Richie Kraps didn't put that in on purpose. You know, I think it was quite, a, I thought it was a good save, um, you know, from Brad James. And again, I'd like to give him a mention, a, a player who, you know, is a young lad coming into these pressure situations when many would say, you know, that perhaps you go with experience in Rabas, but he's been a player that has really looked pretty comfortable, in my opinion. Hopefully, you know, he'll be in that starting eleven come Sunday and be able to put another performance that delivers us the playoff final title. We will ask the guests later what they made of it, but Davo, is there anything you'd like to add to that? No, I think I think generally, you know, you, you've covered that pretty much well, and I think you've covered all the the bases that I was going to touch. Really, and you know, generally speaking, I thought pools, like you said, well, and Stockport. Really, I don't think showed too much in the first half. I think it was tight. It was cagey. You know, not really. Um, showing much of the cards, they kept them close to their chest. You know, ultimately the biggest chance that that you've covered. You know, I won't go into it, but was which was the Madden chance, which you know could have changed the whole dynamic of the game had he scored, but he didn't. Um, you know, going the second half, obviously pulls good team talk, chance to just calm down, get in there, have a good talk, and you know that reflected because we came out, we were the better side, we were the livery of the two, we were. We were making the most of our wing backs. They were pushing up. They were causing problems, and you know, ultimately, we got our rods after seventy-six minutes. And like you said, someone you know of Lee Hinchcliffe's quality, one of the biggest keepers up there this season, probably should have saved it. But you know, from our point of view, we're not going to dwell on it, and it doesn't take away the the great build-up, the run by Oates, the pass into it. I think by Shelton, I think it was. And, you know, finally, you know, the head at the end, which did he miss it on purpose? Didn't he miss it? You know, it doesn't matter. He missed it and went to the final, Jack. Exactly. Now, the big game, obviously, is Torquay on Sunday down at Ashton Gate, 2pm kickoff. Plenty of fans are going to be travelling down. Shane Moore can't. Can you give us the preview, please? Yeah, you know, this... You know, a question's been put to me recently. Is this game bigger than Cardiff or is it not bigger than Cardiff? You know, and I'm not going to answer that, but all I am going to say, this is one of our biggest games in the, in, in the club's most recent history. And, you know, at stake is that long, illustrious return back to the EFL. So I am going to start, of course, with Poles. And we had in no disrespect, of course, the hassle of playing their extra game, which of course came in the way of Bromley, which saw us take the 3-2 victory and then obviously like we've just spoke about the semi-final last Sunday against Stockport which as we know finished 1-0 and you know despite the fact it's been such a long season as we know and then obviously we've had to play like I've said them two playoff games with a final coming this Sunday I think those players whatever happens deserve so much credit because they've performed admirably passionately and gave 100% and more all season and I think if Pools are going to have any luck on Sunday, and this ties in well, of course, with the point we've put about our three key players. Then for me, those are resorts, Nicky Feverson and defender Gary Little, who are arguably three very important cogs to this team. And looking ahead now to obviously our opposition, Torquay, who finished their league campaign in second place on 80 points, four points ahead of Hartlepool, and of course, four behind the champions, Sutton. 
And because of that second place finish, as we know, they didn't have to play a quarterfinal, so instead had a fortnight hiatus with no game. Last Sunday was, of course, the semi-final. Sorry, last Saturday, sorry. Torquay hosted a very resilient Notts County side who simply refused to be beaten. However, that was short-lived and wasn't the case and were beaten in extra time 4-2. Just looking back a little bit of the history of Torquay, they have had playoff success in the past. Firstly, back in the 1991 season, back in the fourth division, when they and Hartlepool were both in that division together, um, they'd beat Blackpool at Wembley via penalties. And guess who else went up that year? I shall leave that for you all to, to, you know, to think about. And secondly, back in the 2008-9 season, when they won what is now the National League playoffs. In terms of three key players to watch for them, I'd say those are Danny Wright, Asa Hall and Connor Lehman High Evans. And finally, to end this section with my prediction, I'm thinking it's going to be a very tight and cagey affair. And as such, I am going 2-1 pools. So the third guest that we've got on today is Tom Lee. Tom, first question, how long have you supported Pools and, you know, why did you get into that? I've supported Pools for about 12 years now and I think it was just literally because it was in my family. Uh, my granddad had been gone since about the 60s. Uh, my dad was gone since early 70s. They both went to Millhouse, moved to town end and then went into Civil Mills. So I, I just started off watching with my dad and my granddad. I've been season tick older since I was about about five. So I've been going for about 12 years now. Decent, only a year shorter than me. And funnily enough, we only met in the queue um, on Tuesday night yeah. queuing for those tickets for the playoff final. Perhaps you could just tell us a bit about what that was like, you know, queuing for the tickets, what the atmosphere was like. And obviously we've both got tickets now, so yeah. that's the main thing. <laughs> Well, as like you said, Jeff, we obviously didn't know each other until we got in the queue, which was quite fortunate because I thought the night was going to drag. I thought, you know, it's going to be a long 16 hours. But it turned out, you know, the atmosphere was good. The atmosphere was was actually unbelievable, to be honest. Uh, got got to a point where during the night it was cold. Mm. Like, obviously, as you know, but, but as soon as you got your hands on the tickets, about half 10 the following morning, it was just all worth it. Mm. I mean, the... I just never imagined the support we'd get. Uh, I thought originally I was going to go down at half five in the morning and get a ticket, but if I did that, I just wouldn't have a ticket because, like, obviously you saw, we got there about seven o'clock and there was already a queue, and then by, obviously, midnight, there was about 400-odd people queuing. So the support for the game was just, was just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, as you said... <laughs> It was. It eventually did get cold. It, you know, thankfully it wasn't raining. It was. It was a nice evening. But I think it just really showed what the club means to the town, not just the fans. You know, everybody coming out and and also people. You know, they were offering people drinks. They're offering people to go ASDA and to save yeah. spot in the queue. And you know, by and then special mention as well. Um, you know, to Alex Chandy he went and got all those and gave everyone, you know, one of those in the queue, which just really. I think that evening really did epitomise what the club means. Definitely the Towns Club, you know, everybody there is just wanting the boys to do well on Sunday. And, you know, I think it, it was a special moment that, you know, certainly us and I'm sure many more won't forget um, as we move on, on to Sunday. And hopefully that will be even sweeter 
I know tickets have yeah. sold out now. Um, took a bit longer than expected, but you know these experiences are what makes you know supporting a football club. Now, obviously, moving on to Torquay, um, what are your thoughts on our result against Stockport, which eventually got us there? Uh, I think Stockport game. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I love the club. I, I just thought that would be. I thought when that would be the game we maybe fall short. And even if we did fall short that game, you know, I'll just be proud of the lads and what the lads have achieved this this season. But the Stockport game, I think, Hartpools went there with with a game plan, and I think they executed that to a T. I think everyone on the pitch did carried out obviously what Chandler wanted them to do, and I, I thought every every individual battle, you know, we won. I mean, he had obviously the the big chance in the open seven minutes where just I just think he's got. Look, if that comes out later on in the game, maybe he would he would start away. You know, Paddy Madden's a a good striker. Maybe he could start away. But apart from that, I think we were we were class. And obviously, you know, for the first time this season, Ortiz build is out, and he's got that absolute crucial goal, which you know comes thankfully to a Ash Palmer mistake from Stockport. But even so, I think. Oh, with the two teams we were most likely to score and I thought we deserved we deserved the win. Yeah, one hundred percent. And me and Davo, you know, we were talking about that early on. If Paddy Madden had put that chance away, you know, the game could have been completely different. But from there I think we grew into the game and we re- we really showed, as you said, we executed that game plan to a T. It was it was really good to see the game management and the hunger to get there, you know, first to the ball in the second half certainly, you know, was a yeah. was a big change. And I think that's perhaps our hunger got there. And I've got to agree with you, you know, on the whole thing about Stockport going into that game. I said to Davo earlier on in the podcast, you know, that that could have been the end of our season. The club, you know, the Stockport are a good club. They're an ambitious club and, and they will be up there, I'm sure, next season fighting for that promotion spot once again. So having beaten Stockport, would you say you're confident going into Sunday? And if so, can you give us your prediction, please? Yeah, I'm 100% confident because I, th- I said I said to me, Dad, I said when we were watching the game, I said, if we can get past Stockport, you know, I fear no one. Obviously, you look at the the bookies' favourites to Stockport, unsurprisingly, if, if I've been honest, where the team favourites to get promoted. And you can see why. You know, I look back at that game, that was our hardest game of the season, if I'm being honest. And, you know, we we silenced the crowd. I think that says a lot about us and the confidence that our players have. So, yeah, I'm 100% confident, quietly confident. But, you know, playoff games, it's just whoever turns up on the day and hopefully... You know, this is going to be third time lucky for, for Chana. As far as predictions go, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say, I think there's going to be goals in the game. I mean, Torquay's defences, you know, there's weaknesses in there, but they've got Danny Wright, who's just who's on who's on form. But you look at Arthur's defence, you've got Lids in there. He just, he just holds that back four together. So I'm going to go a 2-1 Hartlepool win Sunday and I'm going to go resorts and obviously it's got to be Luke Armstrong with the goals for us. Yeah, well, thanks very much for coming on, Tom. I do I do hope you're right um, going into Sunday and hopefully, you know, having queued that time to get there, it'll all be worth it. But thanks very much for coming on to the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me, mate. Thank you. First and foremost, thanks for taking time out yet again, Mark, and coming back onto our podcast. 
to start things off, I just want to, you know, want to know what were your thoughts on our results against Stockport last Sunday? It was a fantastic result in the end. I think that um, for the most of the game, I felt pretty comfortable. I think the only time I felt um, nervous was actually when we scored. Um, you know, the, the sort of 15, 20 minutes after that, that was the most nervous part of the game. But I felt pr- pretty comfortable and um, we, played, we played excellent. We were uh, where the winners at the end. There was a game a few chances, but, you know, we've got a man in form and uh, we, we, took the, we took the chance. Yeah, I said something similar earlier on. I think it was one of those games where, you know, the first half, neither teams really showed much. And like you said, as the game went on, it wasn't really a game of many chances for either side, but ultimately we're the ones who came away with the rewards. Um, looking ahead now to Sunday, and it's similar to the, the first question, what's your thoughts and feelings for that? Are you confident or have you got a bit of nerves this time? Well, I think, yeah, I think because of the, the sort of size of what's ahead of us, you, you do feel nervous, but it's more excitement, I think, that um, I think that this time, I can remember Cardiff, um, and I think that, that the occasion took more of the, took more of the actual you know, pre, pre-game build-up, just about the occasion of being there, and I don't think, I think that came back to um, bite us a little bit, where this time, I think, it's just about, as I said to you, this Stockport game, it's just about playing the game, not the occasion. You know, you've got to play that game and win that game. The, re- the reward is there. The players know what's at stake. Um, and I think we've just got to carry on with how we've been playing, really. I think Torquay are a good team. But I, th- I think Stockport were the hardest team to play in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone can get us out of this league and win us the game on Sunday, then it is Dave Chandler and, of course, the players at our disposal. And just keeping a little bit on that theme, obviously, this week we'd seen the tickets came on sale, obviously, on Monday dinner time, And, you know, the queues were massive on Monday. But then on Wednesday, we'd seen what unfolded, the massive camp out. I mean, what was your first reaction when you'd seen all those fans on Wednesday camping out, trying to, trying to get the holes on that lucky ticket? Yeah, well, I think the, the two guys at the front caused mass panic, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> then turned up getting the publicity. Then suddenly, I think people that were planning for maybe go early hours in the morning suddenly brought forward the uh, the plans. And once I saw some people start the queue, everybody turned up. And you know, at the uh, late night, early hours of the morning, we had a huge queue at the end. Um, it was, I mean, I was lucky. I'm a season ticket holder, so I say, I say only. I only had to queue for three hours, but um, <laughs> I know there's other people there who were, were there for twelve hours plus, and um, you know, fair play to them. Yeah, like you say, I think obviously their initial reaction was probably like many non-season ticket holders. It was going to be busy, but yeah, it, it was it was absolutely mad to see them queuing at that time. And I, I always had that first reaction in my mind I thought yeah you're going to get the few we'll probably maybe go out midnight or, or not even midnight maybe the early hours but like you say they, they certainly instigated a massive what prevailed really a, a big question actually you, you spoke you touched a little bit on Cardiff uh, not long ago do you think that this is a bigger moment than Cardiff or not I know it's completely two different games with you know different stakes but is it or is it not a bigger moment I think it's a, it's, a, it's a huge moment because you know then we were then we were talking about you know a team in the football league. Um, now we're talking about 
probably the hardest league to get out of, I would say, the fact that you've only got the two places to, to actually get promoted. Um, and the fact that getting back to a football league team, not just uh, being back in there, but financially for the club itself, is huge. You know, <laughs> the amount of money we lost being relegated, parachute payments, it is a huge chunk of money that, that went. So just getting the, the club off the field as well to be back to being a football league set up again, it's massive for the, the football club, for the owner, for people that work at the football club. To, to, to restore that place. So I'd say this game is the big is bigger game and I think this promotion if it comes will be the best that um we've had, you know, despite being, you know, League Two promotions, finishing runners up. This one would be for me the biggest because of the COVID situation, no fans in the ground, the season being almost a year long. All those all those hurdles we've had to overcome. Um I think this would be the biggest and the best. You know, just before I do get your prediction and, and we end the, the, this interview, obviously you've touched a little bit there on money and the owner. So it's interesting to bring this along, actually. Obviously, in, in yesterday we'd seen an article that was released um, indicating that there was talks between the council and the chairman at the moment about a new ground. And I was just wondering, you know, how are you feeling about that? I mean, I know a lot of people... We'll probably have doubts, you know, I know people probably had doubts over the chairman, but I mean, how are you feeling about possibly a new stadium in the works? Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think we'll see a new stadium in a different location, but I think you'll see the stadium we've got now being rebuilt um, bit by bit. I think I think we would all say, you, you, I've seen you sit in the Millow seats, I think we would all agree that that side of the ground especially <laughs> is um, shown its age um, and, and needs an upgrade. Now, we don't necessarily need to make those stands, the, the ground capacity bigger, but I think we need to make the stadium more modern, better facilities, because um, I think we can all agree it does look, it does look tired and having the council involved they can open more doors funding wise to get to get grants in to help um, rebuild and improve the stadium. So I think it's all good. I think the stadium won't move from where we are, but I think the whole area hopefully something can happen because once the leisure centre moves, you don't want that area just falling. You don't want that area to be an eyesore. There's too many of those eyesores in the town already. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you've said, you know, you've touched a little bit on the middle stand and I have said for long, for a long, long time that it's just something that I've never seen, those little plastic bucket things on, on the floor. It's just horrible. I mean, the horrible on a Saturday, but on a cold winter's Tuesday night at Victoria Park, that honestly, there's nothing um, enjoyable about that. And, you know, you've spoke about the leisure centre and I think this is one of the most important facets about the new stadium or the proposals about it is, is the fact that if it does happen and we do get the amenities that go with it, it's not just about Hartlepool United getting a new stadium, it's about obviously getting a community, obviously the idea of a community stadium is would be that there will be gyms, it would be leisure uh, hotels and you know you could bring things to the stadium which obviously in the long run makes the stadium more self-sustainable which possibly would make things a little bit less financially stri- uh, stressful stressful for, for the chairman. Uh, but yeah, that was great to you. Thank you for that, Mark. But finally, before you do sign off, what is your prediction for Sunday? 2-1 to Poles. As simple as that. 
Simple as that. Ninety minutes, two wonder pills. I think that's what that's what we're gonna that's what you're gonna see. Um, and then hopefully, you know, after that, then we can uh, we can enjoy our short summer. Mark, as always, thank you very much for coming on. We we always appreciate your very professional input to our show. Problems on the way to you, Adam. Well, seeing as everyone has given their predictions, I will have to oblige. And like everyone has said, I'm going to go with a Pulls win, 3-1 in 90 minutes. And as Tom mentioned earlier, I myself am also quietly confident. But as we all know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Well, that wraps things up nicely for today. Thank you very much to our guests, Tom and Mark, for taking time to come on. Input like yours is always greatly appreciated by the both of us. If you haven't already, then do make sure, as always, to follow us on our socials. We're on Twitter at HFC Chat and Facebook at Hartlepool United News, where you can keep up to date with everything Hartlepool United and, of course, HFC Chat. As always, keep the faith, never say die, back the boys, and here's hoping that this is a crucial turning point in the club's history. And furthermore, we can make that all-important return back to League Two. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.